Welcome to today's Power Up Your Presence podcast. I'm Diane Craig. And I'm Sandra Corelli. We have designed each and every episode to help you power up, step up, and lead up your presence. A mix of stories, tips, insights, and conversations with trailblazers who speak candidly about their journey to leadership. On today's episode, we'll be talking about how to connect with confidence anytime and anywhere. There are several books that have been written on creating connection, how to work a room, making contacts, smart networking, power smoothing, the ABCs of networking, face-to-face, and the little black book of connections, just to name a few. Even with all these resources at our fingertips, it's easier said than done. We know from research that 70% of people aren't comfortable in a room where they don't know anyone, and 40% will suffer from social anxiety even if they're in a room where they're familiar with a lot of people who are there. So Diane, what advice would you have for how people can overcome this anxiety? Well, first, I would say it's not by avoiding the event and staying home. (laughs) Anxiety is often caused by a fear or maybe a few fears. And you really want to reflect on what that fear is. Once you embrace the worst that can happen and go to the event in spite of it, the fear will slowly start to disappear. And I'd like to perhaps share Mm -hmm. a a few practical tips, something that you can put into practice immediately. Number one, I want to talk about affirmation. Mm -hmm. And affirmation is not the idea of saying, I have to attend this event. I'm going to be brilliant. Right. I'm going to be a great conversationalist. I'm going to wow people. Affirmation is really thinking about the fact that you do belong there. If you were invited, it's because you have something in common with these people. They're not all strangers. Obviously, there's some common interest, common contacts. And you have to think about the benefits and the possible rewards. Benefits, I'm thinking, well, maybe I will make new contacts. Maybe I will gain insight from meeting someone, having a conversation. And also the reward is very much about when you leave feeling a sense of accomplishment that you didn't waste your time for, for an hour or so. So really a shift in mindset and some of the assumptions that you might be bringing yes, to the event. Yes, absolutely. Great advice. Yeah, so I belong there and there are some benefits of me going. Preparation, always. Most people go to, the event, to an event and they just show up. So if I'm preparing, I'm going to think about, all right, when I meet someone, how will I introduce myself? What can I say about myself? So prepare your, your, your introduction thinking about if this was a perfect world, what would people ask me? You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they would ask me this because they, they are interested in me and really this is what I want them to know about me. Think about those questions, write down the answers and use these answers to formulate your introduction. Therefore, your introduction for one event might be totally different than your introduction at another event. So this is not an elevator pitch. Try and find out who's attending. 
there's nothing worse than showing up somewhere and someone is there and you you were supposed to send them an answer, a reply on on a question they ask right. and you haven't. Right. That's one of them. Also, it's interesting to find out who's there. It gives you a sense of the audience, gives you an op- opportunity perhaps to look up some of these people. If you connect with them, what can you talk about? Do you have contacts that are in common? And LinkedIn is definitely a great platform to find out so much about people, where they went to university, perhaps some of their interests, groups they belong to. Mm-hmm. And get, that gives you a platform to start a conversation. Know the dress code. There is nothing worse than showing up somewhere, not being dressed appropriately. Mm-hmm. And Sandra, I don't know if it's happened to you, but I know it's happened to me. And once you get in there, you open, you, you walk into the room and you think, oh, what was I thinking? Right. And then our anxiety level increases and we we just want to make a brief appearance and leave because we are too self-absorbed now because we are not dressed appropriately. We're underdressed, overdressed. Usually we say it's better to be overdressed and underdressed, although there's a limit to it as well. Deep breathing technique, if you get to a point where you feel the anxiety just being overwhelming, then we referred in in a, in a past podcast about the border meditation technique. There is also a network meditation technique. And what is that? It's the same idea. Grab a glass of water and just focus on how it feels in your hands. Watch the water. Breathe deeply as you're looking into the water. You'll be amazed the shift it will make in your brain within 15 seconds. That's also a really good technique to calm your anxiety. Great advice and great tips. Now, do you believe it's it's natural for some people to connect? You know, I I used to think that some people are just born to be in these rooms and connect with everyone. I had a friend many years ago, and we were at some charity fundraising event. And at the end of the day, she was telling me, oh, I met so-and-so, and I connected so-and-so. And I said, it's so easy for you. You're just a natural at it. Okay, stop that, all right? <laughs> and I remember looking at her, And she stared at me and she said, Diane, it's called working a room. It is a lot of work. and It takes practice. Yes, exactly. And so you have to be really intentional. They say that extroverts, oftentimes, most people will say, well, extroverts seem to find it easier because they get their energy from having a lot of people around them. Although it doesn't necessarily mean that they are great networkers because... Mm -hmm. Introverts are actually great networkers because they listen better. And the trick for them is to find a very small group, maybe no more than two people, where it's not overwhelming. They have an opportunity to really engage in a conversation, listen, ask, and connect with these people. 
I also want to talk about the difference between the introvert and the shy person. The introvert will recharge and get his or her energy by being alone. If it's a night where you know that you have something big going on tomorrow, you had a big day and you feel really tired, you need to recharge. Well, going to an event with several people is not going to do that for them. Therefore, their their want, their need is to be at home, not to be in a room full of people. The shy person, it's different because they they do want to go. They're actually dying to go, but they're too perhaps timid, reserved, hesitant. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference because the 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 introvert just doesn't want to go. They don't they don't need to to connect with all these people. While the shy person may say, you know, I do want to go. I just can't because I'm too tim- timid or reserved. And that's often what will propel someone to stay home and not go to the event. So again, remember the benefits, why you accept it in the first place. And as we often say, get rid of the lemon sucker syndrome, right? right? (laughs) (laughs) So true. Now, Sandra, for me, uh, one question that I have for you is, what do you think it requires? Why do you think it requires so much courage to connect? It's an interesting question. And I really believe we often get in our own way most of the time. It's the fear that holds us back from truly connecting. And often it's the fear of judgment from others and the fear of difference. It holds us back from being ourselves, from truly connecting with one another. I like to say judgment fuels disconnection. Mm. It shows up in so many aspects of our lives. We avoid speaking up. We avoid taking risks. We avoid really sharing what we need. And it takes a lot of courage to connect because we're being vulnerable, especially when it's around people we don't know. And as Brene Brene Brown shares, vulnerability is showing up when we don't know the outcome. And Mm. often when we're going to an event (laughs) where we don't know anyone there, we don't know the outcome. And we are too hard on ourselves. So we get too much in our head. We worry what we might, that we might say the wrong thing, that we might not be accepted by other people who we're speaking to, or that we'll have nothing to talk about. And so mm. your tip on giving small talk to- or preparing your small talk topics is such a good one because that's often what people worry about, that they'll have nothing to talk about with the person they're in front of. It takes, it's, it's time, I believe, for a judgment detox. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So we do all kinds of yeah, detoxes, yes, exactly. but a judgment detox is one that I think is beneficial for our own mental health. And the world is looking for the real you, not the perfect you. And the more we can demonstrate compassion for ourselves and for others, judgment cannot survive. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really demonstrating that self-compassion. Yes. And getting rid of the imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And, and just a point also, it reminds me when we talk about small talk, there's, there's a technique that Eleanor Roosevelt used. Mm-hmm. And she called it the ABCs of small talk topics. Yes. And what she did, they said she was a great conversationalist. And... She had a small talk topic for every letter of the alphabet. And, you know, I had heard that 
many years ago. And since then, to this day, on my desktop, I have a list of ABCs. And when I read something that I think would be a great small talk topic, I just go and put it in there. And because it's listed alphabetically, then it's easy to remember. And I assure you, you never have the opportunity to get to the letters. <laughs> you never run out of topics. No, you, ne <laughs> you never run out of to topics ever. I just wanted to share that because for me, it was really, really helpful. What would you say is the difference in connecting with confidence with people you know and do not know? It's natural to feel a sense of belonging with people we know. Mm -hmm. We don't sense judgment and we feel more accepted when we're around friends and family and people who we spend a lot of time with, so colleagues at work. This helps us connect more confidently and we feel more comfortable being ourselves. And when we feel we can be genuine and authentic, that's what really is going to allow us to connect with other people. It can be helpful to shift our mindset when it comes to connecting with people we don't know and make it about relationship building mm -hmm. and what we can give others and what we can offer the person or mm. group of people in front of us versus what we can get. Positive network. Absolutely. And so really focusing on what can I give? What do I have to offer this individual in front of me? And it could be something small, an article you read that you think they might be interested in, a TED Talk you saw. And so it's taking some of that pressure away from us that we tend to carry when we, when we attend an event. Yeah. So it's all about being a good listener. Yes. It could be something they mention and you know someone that has the information they're looking for, connecting them. It's easy to do. It is really, I agree with you, positive networking and thinking about what can I bring to these people? Because if we are part of their network, we need to, and want to be part of the network, we must bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. And we underestimate the importance of social capital and connecting with others. Mm -hmm. And so why do you think that is? <laughs> you know, I'm going to say on this, no one is an island. Like Dr. Lieberman says in one of his TED Talk, you don't build a rocket ship by yourself. We, we underestimate the value because sometimes right at the moment you meet someone and... I don't have anything in common with that person. I, I don't think that there's a need for us to connect. You never know who you're going to need when. And it's powerful when you connect other people, you know, so that they can connect and continue a relationship. I often say that your network is your net worth. When we connect people with other people, it also elevates our status. And it feels so good to be able to, to give something to, to someone. When I said that your network is your network, also what I mean by that is if you're thinking that someday you'd like to sit on a board, I assure you that besides the competencies that they're looking for, your network is going to be really important because they want board members that can actually reach out to others when in need. There's a great new resource that has been published actually 
just this uh, past month. And it's by Michael Arena. He's the vice president of talent development at Amazon. And he wrote the book Adaptive Space. And he launched a self-assessment designed to help you better understand your network preferences so that you can optimize the way you connect with others. I encourage you to look at the details in our show notes where we list the the website and it's a free assessment and it's very very comprehensive i encourage everyone to to go and uh, take the self-assessment very robust in it and what i like about it too is that it helps you put together an action plan coming out of the assessment on areas that you can continue to leverage and areas that you can work on which is great yes what are some of the things you believe we can do to exude confidence Hmm. We talked previously in one of our podcasts about Amy Cuddy and power posing. Therefore, maybe before you enter a room, you might want to go to the washroom or find a a small room where you can do that power pose for a couple minutes. And then when you enter the room, Remember that you're not invited because you're thirsty or hungry, right? You're invited for your good company. Therefore, when you walk into the room, going to the bar or the buffet first is not exactly the best place to start. You really want to connect. And maybe your reward will be to to get a drink or something to eat after you've met one person. Therefore, when you walk into the room, we say always walk in with uh, on the exhale, meaning that I walked into the room, take a deep breath, and then I crossed the doorway, if you will, and breathe out. Then I'm going to set myself aside. I'm not going to block the entrance. And I'm going to take a look around the room. And I will decide where I'm going before I start walking so I don't look like a lost soul Mm -hmm. looking for someone or something. I know exactly where I'm going. And we know that in a room there are formations of two people, three people, four people. If you see two people who are engaged in a conversation and they're making they have a strong eye contact with each other, you know that they're talking about something serious. In fact, you're not invited. Look for the groups of two, three, or four where there's an opening Mm -hmm. and you can walk directly to them. And once somebody makes eye contact with you, it gives you the opportunity to reach out, shake hands, introduce yourself. This shows confidence. One of the best tips I ever got actually to that point is always approach a group of an odd number of people versus an even number of people, because usually there's someone who isn't talking. Yeah, that's a very good point. And it's Absolutely. easier to introduce yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we're, and we're talking here about humble confidence, not arrogance. Here I am. And when we, we shake hands, that is another point that is important to remember is when you reach out, is to make that really good firm connection. The firm connection we're talking about is when the two, when it's a web-to-web handshake, mm-hmm. meaning that we don't grab and squeeze or be overly uh, aggressive with our handshake and making sure we have good eye contact. 
with the person because otherwise you might appear shifty. And the idea that you can actually break in and enter this group with confidence and not arrogance will display your confidence. Now, there, there's, uh, there are things that will make people shine and impress in their interactions. What would that be for you, Sandra? What have you noticed? I would say strong social and emotional intelligence skills are key and make people shine in interactions. When you demonstrate warmth and friendliness and have a capacity for understanding another person, people are naturally drawn to you. They, you do this through your verbal and nonverbal communication. So having open body language, maintaining eye contact, being curious about the person in front of you and asking questions shows that you're interested and you want to get to know them and people respond to that well. People like to know that you're listening to them and they like to feel heard. So as we mentioned before, listening is so foundational to really shine and impress in these interactions. It also means being fully present. Mm. There's nothing that will dim your shine more <laughs> yes. than checking your email or sending a text mid-conversation. Mm -hmm. People gravita gravitate towards those who are genuine and honest. It's really about leading with likability. Mm -hmm. What do you do, Diane, when you're trying to connect with someone and they appear dismissive or uninterested? Number one, don't take it personally. You have no idea what's going on with them. They might arrive and be totally consumed by something that happened at the office or with their family. Just remain positive and perhaps suggest to reconnect later in the evening, later in the day, or at some other time. That would be really the 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 key to it yeah. because otherwise it's going to create this extra anxiety and you're going to perhaps uh, create a negative uh, impression on that person because you're adamant and continuing a conversation in their, their mind or just just isn't there yeah and and likely a negative impression on anyone else you interact with after that if you carry it with you to the next interaction and do take it personally, it's going to impact how you show up with that next group of people or individual that Absolutely. you're speaking to. Absolutely. And I know sometimes we can be at an event and there's someone we'd really like to meet. It could be the keynote speaker mm. or the senior leader of the company you're working with or even a potential client, but there's a big crowd around them mm. waiting to talk I to know. them. And it feels like you can never get in to introduce yourself or to really initiate that connection. So what do you do? I often, Sandra, get that question from students who go to job fairs. Mm -hmm. And there's someone from a large company that they're dying to speak to. And they say, but everyone else want to talk to them. And so how do I break in? How do I get to speak to that person? Perhaps one of the things we can look at, even before going to the event, remember we talked about find out who's going to be there. Right. Would there be anyone that could introduce you to that person in advance. Therefore, you do not have to battle the crowd to get to that person. And if not, wait your turn. Be patient. When I talk about patience, 
it's not just the act of waiting. It's also watching for your behavior while you are waiting. Very important. Right? Because if you appear impatient and your body language is sending negative vibes to others around you, maybe that person in the end will not even want to speak with you. If you haven't talked to them, when you see them leave, you may want to reach out to them and ask if they have a business card that you'd really like to follow up with them. If they say they do not, let them know that you will follow up and try and connect with them on LinkedIn. Give yourself permission to contact them. Perhaps you want to send them a tweet either either before or after, and tell them that you're a fan, that you'd like to speak to them about something. Be specific, not just, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to pick your brain. These are the words. Be very specific in your tweet, in your message on LinkedIn, why you want to speak with them. I really like how you said, give yourself permission. Often, that's what's holding us back. We we circle in self-doubt and we don't put ourselves out there. So giving ourselves permission to put ourselves out there. And I don't know many people that will turn you down and say no when you're looking to connect with them. People love to talk about their work. People love to talk about what they do and share their insights. And in general, people love to give. Yeah. And we know that what goes around comes around as well. And that's something we have to remember when we are networking, when we talked about the positive networking, this uh, real positive mindset, because you may be able to provide some information to someone, connect someone with someone else, and that person may not be able to. Other people will. It all comes around. It's a full circle. Absolutely. So remember to connect, shine, and impress. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would like to leave you with this quote from Jeffrey Gittermar, author of The Little Black Book of Connections. If you make yourself valuable and memorable, others will want to make you part of their network. Excellent. I love this quote. Thank you so much, Sandra. (laughs) Thank you. All of the details can be found in the show notes for today's episode. Every morning, set your intentions toward your dreams. Some may refer to goals. We like the word dreams. It sounds more exciting and not so hard to think about. We hope to meet you in person one day at one of our workshops, or you may even decide that private coaching is more for you. We encourage you to go to our website at corporateclassinc.com for additional resources, blogs, and videos that you may find to help enhance your confidence and your presence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast. It's complimentary. And write a review. Thank you for listening to Power Up Your Presence podcast. The passion, the presence, the power. Until next time, power up, step up, lead up.